Freebooters Network. Hi, this is Devin Trek with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of the Nerd Herders. We hope you enjoy the show. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Think I'm just too wide and nerdy. Can't you see I'm wide and nerdy? Look at me, I'm wide and nerdy. We are. We are. We are. The Nerd Herders. Who's scruffy looking? Hello and welcome back to Nerd Herders, episode 131, the best of year-end extravaganza, where we close out what was probably one of the best years of my life, 2020. <laughs> Just kidding, it sucked for everybody. Here with me uh, to record this evening is Matt Alex. How are you doing tonight, Matt? I am doing well, thank you. No, that's a lie, it's 2020, you're having you're a horrible right. it, time. I mean... It's Sunday night. I'm talking to my friends, so I guess it's, it's on a 2020 scale. It's pretty good. Yeah, that is really good. And how about you, Mr. Dave Farr? Uh, no one has passed away today, so that's a plus. Uh, Too dark. No one that you know. Of. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, like, geez. <laughs> we did go dark. 2020. So what do you want me to say? <laughs> we got four days till the year's over. We couldn't have waited. <laughs> As always, joining us, our intrepid engineer. The master of editing our uh, well-put-together show, uh, Justin Alex. How are you doing this evening, Justin? I'm just waiting for 2021 when Cthulhu comes out of the ocean. Yes, because he's tired of 2020 as well. And uh, let's not forget Ian Clark, our second in charge, um, <laughs> keeping me on track, reminding me that we need to keep this show moving. I was not aware there was any kind of hierarchy with this show. <laughs> you are the last one to say, should we record again soon? So that puts you in, in spot number two. All right. I feel like number two. <laughs> like you've taken a number two. All oh, right. So no, that's a... It's a family show. Um, yes. By the fact that you mean just our family listens to the show? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So we're bringing uh, 2020 to a close. Uh, each year we like to kind of do a year-end wrap-up. Uh, so we'll be going over some of our favorites from 2020. But before we get into that, uh, let's jump real quick into Roll Call. All the wings report in. Red Leader standing by. Gray Leader standing by. Green Leader standing by. Luck as foils and attack positions. All right, here we are in roll call. Uh, we thought what would be fun since we're recording just a few days after uh, the Christmas holiday uh, is for us to talk a little bit about maybe some of the nerdy and geek things that we got to do uh, over the holidays or uh, gifts that we may have gotten. Um, I know I got a few things. Um, in fact, most of my list was comprised of nerd-related items. Uh, but how about we start with you, Mr. Clark. Uh, tell us a little bit about your holiday. We had a very lovely time. It was just myself and my immediate family, so my wife and two sons, which is – that's what we do every year anyway. And then we would normally head up to Maine to see uh, my in-laws and uh, my my stepdad and stuff. We we won't be doing that this year, but uh, Christmas itself was 
a lot like it normally is here because uh, it usually is just the four of us. Uh, we did lose power for about an hour from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., so that was, <laughs> that was I know. Fun. You put that on Facebook right away. Yeah. I'm like, hey, this sucks. Uh, thankfully, we had all gotten up at 7 and opened our gifts. So although uh, we had just finished, and that was when I was about to start making waffles. So had to had to pause the waffles, but thankfully we had plenty of candy and cookies and things like that. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, we we made it through, and um, yeah, thankfully. And I know it must suck for the you know the power line, you know, electric company people to have to go out like that on uh, on Christmas. They celebrate Festivus. They're all right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thankfully that was short lived. But then yeah, I got to spend the rest of the day putting together cool stuff. I got some new items for Star Wars Legion. I got the ATST. Uh, which Ooh. is really cool, yeah. That model actually was, I thought, might be a pain. Most of the Star Wars Legion stuff goes together real easy, but I was like, well, this one's a little bigger, a little more to it, but it actually, I was really impressed. It it was a breeze to put together. And You've obviously out. never put together any droids. No, oh, no, no battle. Yeah, the earlier models have much, much fewer pieces than the, the newer stuff. No, this was, ATST was great. Um, look, at it, it's funny, because it's, it comes in gray plastic, and then I primed it gray, and it was one of those things where I was like, this feels like <laughs> completely waste of my time, but but I'm supposed to. Uh, and then the other two things for Legion that I got were the Rebel Fleet Troopers, a little bit different color scheme with them, so that's fun. And then I got the uh, the Rebel Veterans, which look like the Hoth Troopers, and those guys are really cool. I actually really, really like the models. I like um, – it looks like in-game they're going to be pretty cool. So – that was fun. And then the only other thing I'll mention, I, I get a few other geeky things, but um, something that's really awesome that my wife got for me, I don't even want to know what she paid for it because I know she had to get it off the secondary market. But she got me the uh, – I think the company is Level 7. They did an amazing Conan the Barbarian action figure based on the cover of Conan the Barbarian number one. Um, and it's got like multiple heads with it and different weapons and the, the packaging was just really, really nice, and the figure looks amazing. So I'm going to get a nice display case and, and put that up because it's uh, it's an awesome figure, and I was totally not expecting to get it, and it was uh, it was just it was really awesome. So I was super excited. What size model is that, or what scale? He's about I think it's probably seven inches, maybe. That would be my guess. Can you model so him with that with the axe and sword combo? Oh yeah, yep. Oh, he's, was that like he's thirty? Thirty-two or something like what size? Like what's the know. scale? Do you big. know? He's this big. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's like how many points of articulation? A lot. Um, I haven't opened him yet. Um, two hundred and thirty-two. It's a lot. It's it's great. He's got different heads. He's got this uh, spear because um, that's what he has on the cover of the first issue. He's got an axe and a sword. And the one that she got, I think there was. I don't know if it was an exclusive or I don't think they did it on Kickstarter, but anyway, a certain number of them came with an extra little box of accessories and she got that one. So like handbags. So uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, a or maybe some sensible shoes, things cool. like that. Just things that really nice. round out the, uh, the ensemble. Uh, but I'll throw a picture up on the nerd herders website when I get the uh, display case and get them all um, displayed. Cause it's a, it's a really, really nice figure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, Stino, what about you? So uh, my list isn't quite as long, but we uh, had my mother. Good, good. The show has to keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) So we just uh, kept it low key. We had my mother-in-law over uh, for dinner on Christmas. I made a 
nice big turkey. Uh, we have tons of leftovers. We basically made a, a second Thanksgiving meal. So I've been eating leftovers for the past couple of days, and it's mwah, beautiful. Uh, for modeling stuff and nerdy stuff that I got, just a couple of things. Um, I got a couple Citadel paint handles uh, in my stocking. I got um, like an MDF paint rack to hold all of my airbrush paints. I have I bought like two of those mega airbrush paint sets from Vallejo. So now yeah. it's like one of those. It's those t- that tiered level stuff. So I can I have it all set up in the basement near my airbrush. Nice. And then the only other thing was I got one of those helping hands model t- models or uh, model tools. Excuse me. So it's like a very heavy base with six adjustable arms and little clamps on the end. So, you know, you can glue stuff and you don't have to hold it. You can set it up in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Alligator clips, right? Yeah, alligator and clips type yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So those are the Roach big clips? ass that I got. So, yeah. Right. That's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, oh, he uh, getting cold. He's got a blankie. Yeah, I did. Oh. I got my blankie. My legs are cold. The, uh, Justin, I'll be curious to see how you think that thing works because I've been tempted to buy that a bunch of times and I and I haven't pulled the trigger on it. So yeah, I'll be yeah. The, the like one that it. I found was was only like twenty bucks or so, but it has like a very very heavy heavy um, machined metal base, so it doesn't go anywhere as you're using it. And it's got little feet, so it's it's very handy. But yeah, I'll let you know how it works out. Nice, cool. All right, Dave Farr, how was uh how's your nerd holiday? Nerd holiday. I I had a great Christmas, but I really got nothing nerd wise. Um, I didn't get like any models or anything. Uh, it was funny because I asked for Windsor Newton brushes because I was like, oh, that'll be good. Like that was the only thing I really told them from my geek list. Um, I did get this thing called a rocket book. I think it's called. Um, and it's like a. Is it a, a pocket book? Is it something to put things in? Like in carry yes. Yeah. It's a European uh, carry all. Yeah. It's by, I don't even know the name of a brand, but anyway, no, it's uh, so it's like a, plasticky kind of paper and you can write on it take a picture with your phone and it actually uploads all the notes to like google drive or OneNote or something um and that's you can, cool. oh that's cool yeah so that was kind of then i I'm, i take a lot of notes for work and for like D games and stuff so i thought that was kind of a cool thing but yeah i would say the other thing worth note is that uh dexter actually um got the Mandalorian uh, Razor Crest at Lego and at about 1215 on Christmas Day he sat down to start building it um, and at 945 we had to tell him it was time to go to bed <laughs> Wow! And so he built for yeah over nine hours he woke up wow. the next morning before us I would assume around eight and finished building it probably around noon so he put in about 13 hours straight just building this nice. thing wow. couldn't have been more Love excited it. didn't ask to play video games once it's pretty cool wow and then did you immediately smash it to make it uh screen accurate yep yeah. <laughs> yep no spoilers from season two gentlemen uh, <laughs> not all of us have watched that that's what the holiday week is for for me all right matt uh matt what about you um so not a lot of nerd stuff for me either i mainly just got cash so i picked up a few more uh crisis protocol expansions i got blood bowl season two and the snotling team for that so that should be fun oh snotlings um, have their own team that's cool oh yeah i can have like 20 guys on my the box comes <laughs> with 20 models because they just they just die <laughs> that's cool. pretty much it yeah for me for christmas didn't get much else nerd wise besides that i did uh take advantage of battle foams holiday sale and picked up one of those magnarack bags for the crisis protocol stuff 
Oh, nice, nice. Can, can I? I know we're trying to get to the show, but and Andy yeah. hasn't talked about his stuff. But as far as the Blood Bowl season two, is it is it a reprint or are there rule changes? What's what's new going rules. on? Rules. Oh, lots of new rules. So, well, I like that now. So it's it's yes. more like yeah, it's it's just like 40k where it's target numbers instead of like here's your stat, figure it out. And passing is its own stat now, which is great, right? Because it used to be based on your agility. So guys that might have been agile but were supposed to be really bad at passing or throwing, they would kind of suck. But now they can balance it a little more evenly, make them a little better. Nice. It's also, is there a Skaven team yet? Yes. And so the book, the book comes with the rosters for all teams updated to the new edition, and there's been a Skaven team for a while. Hmm. All right. Yes. So you don't have to. So. I have the book, Matt has the book, and the box set comes with uh, like a cheat sheet, two cheat yeah. sheets in fact. So you, and I have a feeling they'll add some type of army builder onto the GW website. I was actually trying to look to see if that was already on there under like the Warhammer community stuff, because it's super, super easy. They have also made it much easier for you to buy star players. Yeah, they're uh, way cheaper. The ranking up system is much more streamlined and much more forgiving in terms of it's more about playing more games rather than having to win every single time. Um, nice. Can we put yeah. it on the uh, wish list for winter retreat? Because I, I would that'd be a good yeah. be willing to do a learning game. Yeah. See if yeah. I see if I like the new edition. There is yeah. Blood Bowl on Battlescribe, but it hasn't been updated yet for the new yeah. edition. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah. So obviously that. Um, ties into some of my holiday um nerd gifts um that was my big gift from melissa uh i got the new blood bowl box set uh which i was really really psyched about um um i i know that was the only thing i bragged to you guys about i i did send out that <laughs> picture i was pretty excited and that made melissa excited too that like that i was like <laughs> that i was bragging about my gift um i got some other uh hobby related stuff too um so I got this it's so it's basically a little tray that will hold up to 20 alligator clips that are on long metal mm-hmm. poles about 4 to 5 inches long but the idea is that I can put several models on it and then airbrush them all at once and mm-hmm. it'll it'll be held up in the air so they're not on the ground so I can get them at different angles and stuff they they don't bend but they're decent alligator clips so I'll be able to do, or if I'm doing like a bigger model that has lots of pieces that I want to try to airbrush ahead of time. So that's what I always struggle with is when I have like a whole bunch of stuff that I want to airbrush, like mm-hmm. trying to spray it and not have it all scatter around. So I was psyched about that. Yeah. I also got a, not as fancy as Justin's, but just to be able to work on things, I got a, well, they call it the PV Junior head, the popular vice head. So, and then a cool little stand uh, that it'll sit in as well, and then a heavy weighted base. That'll be more for when I'm doing some of the vehicles and stuff, but, um, and then I got a, I got what? Three boxes of uh, Orc Storm Boys, um, a box of uh, Orc Commandos, and the, and a Warpet too. So I was pretty psyched about that. Those are some models that have been hard to find. Oh, and for the very first time, I got one of those self-healing green cutting mats. 
So yes. like I've that is the one thing that I've always just never bought. It's I know they're not that expensive, but I just always took old cutting boards like from the kitchen when we were getting rid of them, and I just used those. Um, and they're convenient sometimes, but they're also inconvenient at times. So I finally got one of those green ones. All that the vice stuff, the alligator clips, the green cutting board, that was all just a list I sent to my mom. Like, and she's like, I have no idea what this stuff is, but I'll buy it for you. Like, so yeah, that was, uh, so I had, um, I had a pretty good kind of, uh, nerd Christmas with that type of stuff to continue on to Dave's story. Um, uh, Dexter has been over since yesterday, um, where, uh, they actually have been putting together some of Owen's Legos as well. <laughs> so uh at the same time Dexter was working on the Razor Crest, Owen got the AT AT Lego. Oh, and he nice. spent he spent nine hours doing <laughs> his uh his AT AT. And then when they got here, they I think a good portion of yesterday and a good portion of this morning they did that before they even went to video games. They hardly did video games. Usually that's a, a big portion of what they do. So that's been that's been good for the good for the two of them doing legos and stuff so yeah dex wasn't satisfied with the legos at home he <laughs> came here to yeah. put together more he's a lego foreman now he's, he's that, no, it's all, it, no, they've been, yeah they've been having a great time putting that together and stuff too so uh yeah that's that's been fun yeah so that uh i think that rounds out oh, oh ian uh i know dan got the star wars book for christmas uh, I just I bought it that day we were talking about it, so I have it now too. I haven't opened it yet, but um, I love that system so much. Yeah, we played uh, our Deadlands uh, RPG group, which has morphed from it was first edition AD and D, and we've now we're playing Deadlands for a little bit. Um, we had a couple of people that couldn't make it, kind of last minute last weekend, so I was like, I can throw together a Star Wars, you know, D six game real quick. So. Um, so it was just fun to get back into that system, and uh, I know a couple of the guys hadn't played it, and um, I can't remember if anybody actually had, but anyway, it's just, I, I just, yeah, you had, but yeah, I just love that system, and I didn't even know they did did reprints, but um, yeah, Dan, Dan Roberts sent a picture of the, the one he got, looks looks beautiful, it's nice. Oh, you enough. guys, you're playing the original D6? One? Yeah, we did a one-off just because, nice. like, within a day or two before Deadlands, um, we had like three three people cancel, so I was like, "Well, if you guys still want to play, I can throw some together real quick." So nothing like when you get to high level and you have to roll twenty five d six and add them together. <laughs> yeah, um, funny story, Matt. Um, <laughs> Terrace didn't want to make a character, so Ian's just like, "Okay, just pick one." And so we're just, we're looking at. I don't even know which of the source books it was. And Forlom uh, was in it. It had all the bounty hunters. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, why don't you just play Forlom? And I was like, okay, so I just need everybody to know going into this, Forlom is not a level one character. Like, <laughs> you're like, I am not, Terrace, you get to play that guy, but you're now the leader. Uh, you're in charge. Um, yeah, like, it didn't go so well when they tried to go into a cantina. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> no droids allowed. Um yeah, so that was yeah, that was interesting, but um, yeah, we had uh, it was a good one off. But yeah, it sounds like so far the holiday's been going well. I have the whole next week off too, so I'm gonna be trying to do some more painting and, and modeling as well. I took some took some time off from work. You nice. should have flipped it on Terrace and made him play a kid. <laughs> yeah, the kid, the kid oh, template. The worst. Yeah. I I and played honestly, a campaign like back in high school, and somebody wanted to play a kid, so they're like, "Okay, you can play a kid." Then when we get to like a big battle, they're like, "Well, you're a kid." Like, you're not doing anything. Sorry. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, and and really the only thing with Forlom that's that's of much higher level because even with the shooting and stuff, he's not that much higher level. But it's all his like security. Um, like he had like nine dice or something in security, and so yeah. that's where. Yeah, yeah. No, he was. Yeah, he was having. A good, also, it was good. It was good to like. Also Karis trust Karis to not break the game with a character right. like that too. That's what oh, yeah. good is. You know. So oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. Excellent, excellent. All right, so obviously we are all having a good time uh, with the holidays. That helps us bring out uh, the end of the year. So this was a very interesting year. Uh, so we'll move into Thunderdome. We'll talk a little bit about our year-end, um, some of our best ofs. Thunderdome's simple. Get to the weapons, use them any way you can. I know you won't break the rules. There aren't any. All right, uh, welcome to the Thunderdome. Uh, 2020 has been a very interesting year for everybody. Uh, Definitely changed our hobbying, um, how we could get together, what we could play. But I still think we all tried to make the best of it. So we'll go through, try to talk a little bit about uh, best ofs across some kind of common, common topics. So I think, you know, our group has a big focus on miniature games, obviously. But occasionally we still try to play board games this year was a little bit tougher with board games i know a bunch of us explored uh like the tabletop simulators and stuff so i thought it'd be interesting to kind of hear if anybody tried anything new this year with board games uh, and if you have any kind of standout favorites i'll start with myself uh this time around just to get things going um i had bought um a couple years ago uh, a game system thunderstone quest so Thunderstone Quest have been out for a while from AEG, and they did basically, I think they're on their third update, but this new version uh, is much more streamlined, and I had an, I've had an absolute blast with it. So I got to play it with Dave and our friend uh, Rave Granger. The way the new one works is there's a whole kind of campaign to it. And so each time you play, there's a little story, there's a dungeon with monsters, but then you can kind of go to the next mission and there's a variant where you can basically keep one item that you got from the previous one. It's basically a deck building game. So it takes elements from things like dominion, but it gives you, it gives you so much more than other games would. Dave, I'd I'd be interested to kind of hear your thoughts on it as well, since you've played it. I think every time I've played it, you've played it. Yeah. Because we've played it just me and you, we played it, me, you and Russ. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so. If you've ever, I mean, I think Dominion's probably a game that a lot of people have played. But the idea is, you start with like some starter hand of basic cards, and then as you play, you get to buy new cards. I think one of the things Thunderstone did a really good job of is make it feel like it's telling a little bit more of a story. So, like if you go into town, there are people that you can recruit. So there's a cleric and a fighter, and so. When Andy, Rafe, and I played, like, we did a little table talk, and it's like, all right, I'm going to try going magic, and Andy wanted to go cleric, I think, and Rafe went, you know, fighter, whatever it was, and so then you're kind of building your deck with a little bit more of a theme in that way, and, um, you know, the, the piece that I enjoy is that it has a beginning and end that it's 
cooperative in that you're all trying to fight the dungeon, but then there's like a scoring mechanism. So like I could at the end be like, ha, I did a better job than Andy. I got more victory points, but you're not going head to head. So um, you get that little bit of wanting to build a good engine. So you get the most points, but it's also fun to like help each other and be like, oh, I don't know. Like I might take this guy or that, you know, or take this weapon instead. So I don't yeah, know. I, I just, I've really enjoyed every time we've played. I've had more fun than the time before. So like Dave said, it's not, it's not competitive, but at the same time, like I can't just sit on my laurels because I still want to try to get points. Um, and it's at least so far, none of the cards or mechanics have ever had a kind of a screw your neighbor element to them. So nothing Dave does is going to really affect me other than potentially going after a monster that I might've wanted to get. But even then, you know, there's going to be another monster. monster. Yeah. Right. Right. You flip a new monster and you go for it. That other one might've been a little bit easier for the types of cards that I have been purchasing, but it never, it never gets to that point. And, it's usually not too slow between turns as well. Like I'm, I'm thinking of something, it doesn't take a ton of time, but it's also not just automatic. Like it's fun to watch what Dave is doing on his turn uh, in terms of going after the monster and stuff and seeing what his strategy is, where dominion ended up being a solo game that I played with up to four players. Yeah. So that one will definitely, although the box literally weighs like 20 pounds, um, there's so much stuff. And I keep, and I've like, I've backed all the Kickstarters, so I have tons and tons of cards. But it's, it's super fun. Oh, one other thing too. So they, they play little chapters. So like we play, so we've played four games so far. And so the first three, um, I will admit I was a little bit like, I don't want to say getting bored because I was still having fun, but it was like kind of the same cards. But then when we switched from chapter one, which was a three game arc to chat to chapter two, everything changed all new people, all new weapons. So it was almost like starting over same mechanics, but it was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, how does this work? And both Andy and I bought things that we thought would work a certain way. And then halfway through, we're like, Oh yeah, that didn't work the way I thought, or, you know, it screwed up my deck or, you know, whatever. So, and you don't have to use the campaign books. Like you can just randomly seed the board with monsters and items and stuff. Uh, in fact, one of the things I backed is basically a, a box of the cards so you can just randomly pull them out and you have and you seed your dungeon very quickly. So it has it has a lot of replayability. Um, I think and it, it scales pretty well, too. And I'm hopefully very soon going to get uh, an add on that makes it cooperative. So you can actually play together against the game. So we'll see how that goes as well. But yeah, but in terms of board games, I lucked out this year kind of going back and finding a game that I've owned for a while. I just never really got to play it that much um and just kind of forcing it out there and and getting to play it and having a lot of fun with it um now dave i know you've done some uh tabletop gaming on kind of the the virtual tabletop do you have any kind of standouts for the year yeah i mean most recently i've been playing a lot of um uh, marvel crisis protocol which uh table top simulator did an amazing job so i think uh i think it's actually atomic studios or whatever the name of the of the underlying publisher they actually hired someone to create it 
but they did a great job. It, it works incredibly well. Um, it's free. You know, I don't think, I think they did it the right way where, you know, I've been playing and I'm like, oh, that would be kind of a cool guy to buy and, and paint. And so I think they, they did a really good job with that. Now, you played I'm, some board games with Seppi too, hadn't you? I did. I wish I'm trying to think if I can remember the name of the one that I absolutely loved. Um, hold on. I'm trying to see if I, I can so log in. Seppi's always messaging us. Yeah, come play, come play games, and it's always, it's always like when I already had. It's like, oh, we tonight's like we're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics tonight, or whatever. It's always, it's always. Yeah, I feel it's bad. It's been a lot I of Tuesdays. Like, yeah, it's been a lot of Tuesdays, and it's been there's been weekend stuff too, where it's been like, oh, I but and I feel bad because it feels like it's an excuse every time. But it's like I think almost every single time it's been like, oh, I I already have something planned. Yeah, he just wrote. He wrote me like forty-five minutes ago, and <laughs> was like, "Nope, it's dinner." And then I got to uh, do the Time podcast. To yeah, yes, it's a, I don't it's have a choice. I'm stuck. I think the game is called Planet Unknown, and um, so uh, well, so obviously Seppi's got his games on there. So I played a bunch of um, what is it? Hedgehog Dance Party, Hedgehog Hop, Hedgehog. Hop, yeah. So, um, which is actually, uh, I, I I struggled with that game a little bit, but we've played enough times that I'm finally starting to understand the strategy behind it. But one of his buddies created this game called Planet Unknown, which is um, imagine a planet surface, and then you you're almost kind of playing Tetris where you're trying to get all your pieces to go down and the way you're placing them and interacting with the planet surface, you know, unlocks like advances. Um, and it was just really fun. It, it was a little bit of like, um, it, it, it reminded me of like castles of man, mad van Ludwig meets something else. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> that was an excellent, excellent title interpretation. Yeah. So, um, but I also played Gloomhaven. I played Kingdom Death. I've, I've tried a bunch. I've played Puerto Rico. Um, I played a bunch of different games online and really enjoyed them. The, the only other quick shout out I'll give out is to Blitz Bowl. I know we talked about Blood Bowl too, but Blitz Bowl, I think, was a really fun interpretation of Blood Bowl. Um, they did a really good job of coming up with a simple, you know, 25, 30 minute game that captures kind of that spirit of Blood Bowl. So. That's what uh, helped convince me to try out the new Blood Bowl, too, is that because I what I realized is GW put that game out to basically be the the primer mm-hmm. for everybody that might want to try the new Blood Bowl. So any of the other guys uh, want to chime in on board games that they've been playing? Anything new this year? Something that stuck out that you had fun with? Ian? Uh, the only thing that I would say is, uh, and we talked about it on the winter retreat episode from from this year because we, I had just played it at uh, Captain Con a little bit before and then brought it with me. But that was uh, Era, which sort of had the kind of the castles of Mad King Ludwig meets E R R O R, not Error Era, E R A. Thought that was um, the main version. Era, era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's all wrong. Uh, yeah, era I thought was good. So yeah, we talked about that quite a bit on the winter retreat episode. So um, people can go back and check it out. But I think that's a really good game. I've, I've since returned it to our buddy Rich, so I've not played it since. But that was uh, that's one of the few. I can't think of anything else new I played. Um, you know, at home we've been playing. We play a lot of Magic: The Gathering at my house. Um, 
because all all four of us will play. Kaiden and I play the most, but um, Amy, as long as she doesn't have to build her own decks, like Kaiden will build a deck and just kind of show her how to play. So she, you know, what the engine is and what. So so she'll she'll play, um, and she does enjoy. It. And they they play a ton of chess. Um, uh, I would. Uh, I'm looking forward to a time when you can play Kaiden in chess again, Dave, because he yeah. is gone like so much beyond like like he and amy used to be pretty well matched up and then now um it's he's like queen's gambit level yeah he's he's like he knows like openings and finishes and all that type of stuff now so um so so they play a lot of chess um and then we we dusted off quarriers over the summer um which I hadn't played in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and we we had fun with it. It was um, and it's just we just have the base set, and that's you know that's plenty. So um, yeah, that was kind of fun, and we'll you know we'll dust off things here and there. Amy and I played some of the Doomtown CCG during the summer. Uh, Kale's actually been playing Star Wars Legion with me, so that's been fun. So um, yeah, not Set a ton of minis. Stuff. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, that reminds me. One of my other presents, I got an FLG mat. I, I was very happy about. Uh, I didn't have one of those, so. Um, oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I have a question too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. I ordered the base set. What does it come with? Does it come nope, with any? Not till we of... get to miniatures. No, but does I just have a quick question? Does it come with any kind of map in the box, like a paper one yeah. or anything like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. And does it play on three by three? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll order a new mat. Okay. Continue. I like our old mat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Owen got a couple new uh, board games for Christmas, too, so I'll be trying those out. One's about dinosaurs, one's about planet Earth. So, actually, there were games that uh, the Dice Tower reviewed. So, we watched reviews actually together, and he put them on his Christmas list. So, we ended up with oh, some cool. cool ones. One that I will nice. try to purchase before Nerd Herders Winter Retreat. In fact, that's, um, I have some credit Midgard, so I'm going to try to go down there maybe this week. The new Dune uh, wow. got yeah. really good reviews. Again, it's not based on the not based on the one that came Avalon out years Hill. ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And then was redone by Fantasy Flight and renamed. It's a it's a completely new new IP. It looks real good. Um, I the Dice Tower guys did a review and it 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 scored very high. It has a neat concept. You know, you're playing one of the different houses. You've got a couple different resources that you're managing, uh, water, spice, like influence. So uh, look good. Uh, and again, not overly complicated either. So just enough complexity and tying it back into the into the story. So that's definitely oh, a board oh. game I'm looking forward to. Yes, Ian Clark. Oh, sorry. So I, I saw, I wondered if you guys had seen this. Um, I saw this at Midgard. Uh, I didn't pick it up, but it made me look a little deeper into it. I think it's called... Ah, shit, I can't remember the name. It's like Unrivaled or something like that. It's essentially Star Wars Epic Duels, that game engine, but with, like, like the base set that I saw had, like, Medusa, uh, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. It looked really cool, and I think each set is standalone or you can mix and match. Have you guys seen anything of those? I don't know. No. I'm trying to find it on Google, but... Yeah, Star Wars Epic Duels was a, Yeah, shoot. I'll um I'll I'll try and figure it out. I'll figure it out. But anyway, that looks cool and I may pick that up for before winter retreat. Cuz right. I loved the Epic Duels system. Um it was like miniatures, dice and cards all all in one. Huh. Cool. Uh, do you know or Matt, you guys got any board games? 
probably over the past six or seven months, actually ever since quarantine started really, I played one board game that was on Halloween with my wife. It was the Charlie Brown trick-or-treat game. <laughs> she owns it and loves it. She won four times in a row because it's, you know, you just... It's very simple. You just like roll some dice and move the amount of spaces and that's about it. (laughs) But I'm very sad because that's pretty much the only board game I've played all year. (laughs) Because Legion doesn't count. But Yeah, I haven't played any board games since Winter Retreat either. Wow. Wow. I I just bought Tabletop Simulator like two weeks ago. So I was a little... I just bought it yesterday because Greg won't shut up about it. Hi, Greg. So... (laughs) Ten bucks. The name of that game is Unmatched. 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 Okay, so Ian, I uh, I was trying to help you find it. There's a game that I'm going to have to buy. It's uh, this is the description of, game, of the game: a game of silly insults, dummy. Uh, a silly <laughs> game of insults for creative people. The name of the game: Cromudgeon. <laughs> That's wow. All right, wait. So, what was yours, Ian? Because uh, I got stuck on Cromudgeon. It's called Unmatched. Um, Unmatched, huh? Yeah, Battle of Legends. Yeah. So, and it, like I said, it's got different sets. It's got so. Oh yeah, this is like Jurassic Park, Cobble and Fog. Ooh, and there's dinosaurs. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Medusa. What's Cobble and Fog? I don't even know what that is. Cobble and Fog is one of the sets. It's um. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I got that part of it, Ian. No, no, but I mean, um, oh shoot, I was. I just had it, but it's um. There's some oh, Jekyll and Hyde versus Dracula, Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It just it's it seems cool, and I loved the the epic duels, just in concept. It was very unbalanced. Like Chewie, Han and Chewie were really really tough. <laughs> to... It was an unbalanced game that made it unfun for my competitors. No, no. It's just one of those <laughs> things where they you know. There were certain combos that were because because you had a you had like your main character and then like a secondary or like if you were Vader you had a couple stormtroopers and um, I will play in if you buy the set unmatched Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. Well, that's an that's a no brainer for me. So it looks like Green Arrow versus Bigfoot at that point. That's awesome. Yeah, I went looking yeah. for that one and I couldn't find it. Uh, well, <laughs> it's online, so. Ah, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Little Red Riding Hood versus Beowulf. Oh yeah, see, this is awesome. Yeah, the, I mean, the, and I'll say uh, the minis look cool. The Medusa one looks really cool on the. Um, oh that yeah, that's set. Battle of the Legends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're they're not expensive. I think it's thirty five, forty bucks. Uh, that's twenty eight ninety seven on gamernerds dot com. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, board games have definitely been a little bit tougher in 2020, but I think there's obviously one that Ian's looking forward to, one or two that I'm looking forward to. So miniatures came up a couple of times when we were talking about uh, board games because of what virtual tabletop can do. But I know we've still tried to get together in small groups as much as we can to, to do some uh, miniature gaming. I think the big thing for us has been, and we talked about it in a previous episode a little bit, uh, was definitely Star Wars Legion. Um, I think that's still still a big pull pull for us. Um, so besides Star Wars Legion, is there anything else that's kind of jumped out? I know it sounds like Matt and Dave got into, and now Ian possibly, the, the Marvel Crisis Protocol. Matt, have you, have you had a chance to play a lot, or are you just still kind of buying and building? So I haven't, I've only played once uh, on Tabletop Simulator with Greg so far. Probably. Do you still want to play again? 
Yeah, it actually it's it's um like Dave said they they represented the game really well in the tabletop simulator. It's a really fun game, right? There's lots of stuff you can do. Of course, like the you know the first game was kind of just learning the rules. Now I'm just trying to figure out how to actually put like a team together that'll work. Um, but it's a really it's a really fun game. Lots of different the the what I liked is that the superheroes they feel like superheroes. You know what I mean? Like the things they can do um, really feel like they're straight out of the comic book. Like if you're playing any of the Spider-Man characters, you know, you can pull guys towards you or use webbing to throw a car at somebody, stuff like that. So, um, it, I think it's going to be a pretty fun game. Cool. So Ian, you're, you're jumping in on that too. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, now that it, it's a lot like Legion to me and that it's got all the things that should make me want to play it because I like mini skirmish games and I obviously love comic books. And now that we have, people you know in our immediate group that are playing it'll it'll give me the opportunity to actually play it and they're also starting to expand it with um characters that i'm more interested in i'm i'm more of a theme player rather than putting together the absolute best you know most efficient unit i'd rather play thematically you know we're starting to see more characters that i like that uh, i'll be able to use and and will be fun to paint like uh, green goblin and ghost rider and i know um Moon Knight's on the horizon, and uh, War Machine. So there's a whole bunch of characters that I really like that I'm going to have fun painting and, and you know be able to throw them on the table. So so it was kind of that thing where everything kind of all came together at once to make me interested and finally pull the trigger on it. Well, talk to Dave. I hear he's getting rid of a whole bunch of models. We've talked. We talked. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, for, so obviously Ian Ian brought up some good points about you know, some of the positives of the game. I know we talked kind of offline a little bit about why it it's not holding your attention quite as much. What, what do you think it was that was tough beyond your player experience? Well, I mean, Poor I, I didn't well. use his name that time. <laughs> no, I, I will say, I think it is a really good game. It's definitely, uh, to me, it is definitely guild ball. In other words, you, you've got to know not only everything that you're playing, but everything that your opponent is playing. And on top of that, you have to know how all the cards work together. And each card, in my mind, is as complex, if not more so, than guild ball. At least in guild ball, it's like, oh, Matt's playing butchers. I know they're going to hit hard or they're going to do this other thing. Like this game is much more like you could be playing, a, uh, you know, uh, the, the Gwen spider and venom and you have to know like, okay, what's the tricky combo that those two, you know, have together. So, um, yeah, but so here's, what's tough about it. Right. I played probably five games with Craig and much as I've always found, you know, Craig and I had a great time. We were telling stories, we were kind of doing things and Craig, uh, Greg and I played and Greg, you know, Greg likes to listen to the podcast. He likes he likes that kind not of not our podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> he listens to like you know podcasts specifically about that game, and so he just plays those kind of games at a totally different level. It's like one of those things where I think you just have to get your head on right. Like he and I have played, I think, three times now, and he still destroys me with these crazy combos. But I have a different approach, which is like, okay, I just kind of want to see what my guys will do and what this you know, game could be, um, I will say for me personally, I think there's like, I think tabletop simulator did a really good job. And so I might pick up and the guys that I got, I don't necessarily love like 
I, I didn't paint them myself. I, I picked them up in a in a eBay auction a while back, and so I think I might go back and like buy you know get Doctor Strange and a couple models that I thought were really fun. But again, I don't want to poo-poo the game because I think it's really good. I just don't think I'm in the headspace right now for like a super meta list where like there's new models coming out every two weeks and you've always got to keep on top of like what the greatest combo is. Yeah, you and I can play and have fun because we'll just yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll just throw throw some minis around. Right. So, and I'll play with Greg on Tabletop Simulator because there's no investment and we can kind of you know chit chat. But um, but yeah, I don't. I couldn't see myself getting too heavily invested in the game. Huh. So I know, obviously, you know, we, we have touched on a couple other mini games in this uh, episode so far. Uh, Star Wars Legion obviously has been a big pull for us. I think that's something that will kind of keep keep our attention as well. Um, I obviously bought more stuff for 40K. I'm still excited to play more of that, too. I think it's just this year has been kind of tough on some of the, the larger scale miniature games. Uh, it was for supposed us. to be the year of Age of Sigmar. Uh, yep. I still I have. I have a ton of my orcs for that as well. Uh, but I think, I think with new 40 K and, you know, everything else that happened with 2020, it did make it a little bit hard for minis. Um, I think it's great though, that we're still so excited about a lot of different minis games that are out there. Like obviously like, you know, blood bowl was something that I know has been a passion of days for a very long time. And it's always something that I've wanted to play. It just, I had a re- really hard time with kind of being able to have that be kind of a, a continual fun game or getting into the, the meta of the, not the meta of the game, but the, the fluff of the game. Like I'll tell Ian, you would love the rule book for the new blood bowl. Uh, just reading the, the beginning part of it, how they, cause it really is American football. Um, how like, like one of the characters is named Roselle. So they are basically telling the story of like what they hate most about American football in terms of like it's corporate <laughs> greed and stuff like but they're putting it in like an old world uh Warhammer kind of theme. It is I'll let you read the book at some point. It's it's good. Like the they, they pray to the god Nuffle. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Nuffle, yeah, but it, they really do. They they try to pull in themes of like, you know, what what made football bad or, you know, what made it good. Like, so it's I think just that first little bit made it really a fun book to read, too. Um, and I think it's a game that's had a lot of loyal following. It just it was hard to get new players in because of well, there the was... fiddly bits. Well, and some of it too is just like just plain old marketing, right? I mean, you've got you've got an old rule book. The new rule book is like nice. It's clean. It's got some really amazing new artwork. Um, it's written more like a like like a a more modern rule book is as opposed to the old one, which was very like old school GW rules. You know, uh, this has like the sidebars to highlight specific rules. What do people commonly do wrong? It's got a you know, I don't. Know. I mean, it's. What's interesting, Ian, is you had said earlier, like, oh, is it new? Like, the, the fact of the matter is, it's still Blood Bowl. Like, it's still a brutal game. It's not fair. It's not, um, you know, it's not one of those games where you're gonna, where you're gonna get like, um, 
like I played a game today with somebody and I could see this game going the same way where the guy just rolled a bunch of double skulls, totally got hosed over and over. And that's just the way, the way the cookie crumbles this it, it, for people who love blood bowl though, it cleaned up like a few little bits that I always found frustrating. And I think will make it really enjoyable to people who like that kind of like crunchy football game. And I think moving from, stats to target numbers just makes the game a lot easier to learn too for new players that's true that it well yeah and to me that's part of that like modern approach yeah, yeah. where they they yeah. they fixed a lot of that stuff yeah yeah it definitely makes it much easier for me to understand what's happening in that game um as compared to kind of previous editions and stuff too but again like ian the back of the book has all of your old teams for them, yeah. Like you're all of your so it's got Skaven, it's got undead, it's got two elf teams, two dwarf teams, two human teams, um, two orc was teams, a, two chaos teams. And had they released new like like you're talking the old stuff? I mean, are there, was there a somewhat recent Skaven team that was put out? Oh yeah, there's yeah. for every team in there. There's a box set, right? The, the if they don't produce it anymore, they did a. Uh, uh, article on the warhammer community for like i think they call them legends teams that's like cast dwarfs and stuff but scaven oh, okay but 100 has a recent box set oh okay because i would i wouldn't want to try and hunt down like the old metal ones or anything no no there's scaven undead uh the, norse there's all kinds of stuff right right now on the gw website there are 14 teams listed as available i uh, sorry oh, wow. my, my bad 13 the necromantic horror team um the wolfenberg crypt stealers is currently out of stock online and if but you go have... to comic store in nashua they have like i think they have <laughs> probably eight of just about i bought the stuntling team the other day but they probably have one of everything else yeah nice yeah so they yeah the rat team looks good too ian I've always, i was i like skaven anyway but they were fun in, in blood bowl too they have uh, yeah the, so the Skaven Blight Scramblers. Uh, yeah. There's two dudes with capes in. Oh, they look nice. I love but... capes. I know that's why. Those are everybody good loves capes. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like yeah, like Dave said earlier, like there's there's stats for you know throwing now as opposed to yeah, and it is it's uh, yeah throwing was always so hard rather than plus thing. three minus two subtract one for the guy in the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not a math guy. Don't make me. Don't get me started on all squares or rectangles. <laughs> so I remember that. Uh, God, that was awesome. Uh, all right. So obviously, like what's come up a couple times as part of this is obviously there's been a little bit more both console and kind of PC action for some of us uh, this year as well. Um, I know that's been a big pull. Justin, I know I was kind of interested in hearing your thoughts on what has been kind of a, a new hotness um, on PC primarily. Console, the launch didn't go quite as well, but with uh, I was curious to hear your thoughts on Cyberpunk. Yeah, so I got it release day. I play on PC, and I have a gaming rig that my video card is kind of outdated. It's not the newest gen or anything, but it still works kind of well. Um, I definitely would not play this game on a previous gen console. Uh, I hear all the horror stories about that. It starts off kind of rough. You really have to get past Act 1, which is about the first 10 hours, but then it really <laughs> opens up. 
Well, it's wow. like it's a, it's an RPG. It's like so there. It's like a yeah. fifty to seventy hour game, you know. So just the first ten but hours. You just you told learn me one fifth of it is terrible. <laughs> well, it's not terrible. There's just a lot of stuff to get used to. It throws a lot of stuff at you and doesn't tell you how to do some stuff. Like you're supposed to scan and hack, but you don't really get it immediately. And there's all kinds of things to do. But it's mainly a first person shooter, which I I've been playing first person shooters for the past twenty years, and that's really my genre. So it's a lot of fun there. Like you get different guns and you can customize them and all kinds of different stuff. So it's Grand I'm Theft enjoying Auto. it a lot better now. Well, that that's the thing is it's kind it's kind of Grand Theft Auto. A lot of people thought it was gonna be Grand Theft Auto and they were disappointed that it's not. But it's not. Yeah, quite, I, I think it's, it's Grand Theft Auto, different. but better. So I, I've I've played a bit, but it's 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 Grand Theft Auto with cool hacking, weapons customization. I I actually didn't mind the beginning of the story as much, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a, to me, it's one of those games where it, you expected it to like raise a child for you and repaint your <laughs> gaming room and like, like make you feel like you just smoked heroin, which I've never done, but I imagined it would be great. Um, and, uh, and it's not, it's a really awesome game, but like, it, it's also like, it's buggy. I think it'll get better. Oh, it's so funny though. Some of the bugs are so hilarious. That's true. I mean, so this is how bad it was on a previous gen console, right? If it's, the PlayStation store, uh, PlayStation pulled it from their store and issued every way that bought it a refund. Even if you didn't return the game. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, how that's bad it was I on, would play it on, on a PS4, I guess. Yeah, right. so, I was so, about another year of development all around, but it's still And wasn't it super delayed anyway? Yeah. yeah, it's been in the making for like seven years or something. It was like, like it's it's kind of like, what I mean, it's not as bad as, what was that game that everybody was really excited no about? No Man's like, Sky? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but now that is apparently really good because they've worked on it over the past right, two that's years. What it's I mean. been out, I think. So. Yeah, well, it's interesting, too. So, Dave, I don't know if you recently saw um, during this the Steam sale that goes to January 5th, uh, Chimera Squad. Is it Chimera Squad? Is that the one? Yeah. I'm of? That is on, is on sale for half off, and they just hit, like, the one-year kind of anniversary mark for that game and supposedly that's much like much improved as no not chimera squad phoenix, phoenix point, point. Yeah, phoenix oh point. phoenix yeah. point annual uh year one edition yeah that'd be yeah that's on my list right so that's half off right now so i almost bought it the other day it's that is the kind of spiritual successor to XCOM, but it's supposedly much harder much less forgiving, uh, much less explanation. So it's one of those. It's one of those things where those initial reviews were horrible. So it'll be it'll be interesting to to kind of see. But yeah, I've I've definitely played a lot of PC games uh, in 2020. Not as much console, but that's because I don't. I now have I have a nine year old son that dominates the console. <laughs> uh, so I really don't don't have access to the console like i did ian have you been playing any console or pc games anything new anything that was kind of exciting to you this year well the big thing for me this year was Neverwinter on uh xbox because i got um i i'm not even sure how i managed to do it but i i got amy hooked on it and um so we've um we've played a ton we both have level 80 is the cap um but we've we've continued to play those characters quite a bit more and then we have alts that are probably around level 30 mid 30s but um yeah i i just really enjoy it i love it because it's the D world and if you like 
the lore of D&D, they do a really nice job with um, things like Barovia, you know, Ravenloft. It, it feels like you would want it to feel to be in, you know, that that setting. It, it's just really well done. Uh, at first I was annoyed as you go through because there are these, like, big campaigns, but most of them don't start until level 60 some you can't even start until level 70 and i was like well i don't i don't get why they make these cool campaigns so like ravenloft i think is level 70 it's like why are the, why do they do this and then once you get to level 80 you figure it out it's because they're really hard but they're also super like in depth like we We've only finished a couple of the big legacy campaigns, but we finished Undermountain, and it was amazing. It was just the design of it, but also all the different things and the different um, different enemies that you fight. And, uh, you know, they, they do a good job with luring you into spending real-world money. We haven't, thankfully, spent a ton, but there's always something where you're like, oh, I could throw a little bit of money, and then I get this cool, you know, wolf with runes all over him that I can ride and stuff like that. So... It's it's just been a ton of fun, and and I I would not be enjoying it as much if I was doing it by myself. So you know, having two Xboxes, one in the basement, one upstairs, and Amy and I can be on headset at the same time and adventuring together. And we joined a guild, and now we have a guild that you know we play with and and do stuff with. So that's been super fun and something that we've been able to enjoy together. And I would not have expected that she would like it as much as she does. So so that was a real pleasant surprise for me this year. Cool. Did anybody here try Baldur's Gate 3? It's yes, PC I, only, so, yes. so I have not yet. I did. All right, uh, Stino, what was your opinion on that one? Uh, I didn't play much of it, to be honest. Um, I got it when it came out just to see what it was all about. I never played the previous ones. Those were Matt's games when he was growing up. But um, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really have anything to compare it to. How about you, Dave? Um, yeah, I... Uh, I really enjoyed it. It had a great, um, like all of us who've played tons of um, role-playing games, it has an amazing like kickoff, like uh, the way that they draw you in and they get you invested in the rest of your party members. Um, the story was really good. I know, I think it was Will or Ryan who said they wouldn't play because, you know, it was like a beta version or really early. And so, again, it had a couple little bugs and weird things like it would cut to a story and the camera would like go behind a wall. So you actually couldn't see. You could just <laughs> you could hear it, but like had some of those bugs. But I really enjoy it. It's still on my list of games to play. You know, I've got it. I've got it on Steam and I, I've gone back to it a couple times. I liked it. I, I haven't played a ton of games like that, but it, it did remind me of any of those like top-down, you know, turn-based spell combat games. I think they did a good job. Yeah, I actually had a harder time running it on my older laptop. This is the it's the first kind of of those top-down RPG games that I've ever like cr- like crunched my oh, really? gaming it, computer. It is very um, good looking. Yeah, it's really good looking. But the only problem with that is it like I wasn't ready for that. So I'm kind of waiting. I'll probably end up building a PC in 2021. This year it didn't make sense to do it. So um yeah, so definitely I'm kind of looking forward to some of the ones you guys we we talked about. Um I will say the other standout uh PC game for me for kind of new game this year. It's I think it's only fun with people you know. I know a lot of people play it with kind of strangers but i had a blast playing among us i think if the that you know 
this group got together sometime and played it, it'd be a lot of fun as well. Uh, we played it for Dan Crane's birthday. Uh, Rafe invited us, a bunch of us together. I, I didn't realize I would have so much fun with a game like that. I think that's only fun with people you know. I don't think we'd enjoy it the way my kids play it, which is just going into a lobby. I yeah. played with uh, some of Will's friends, and the one guy that wasn't a total dink, uh, the rest were really, it, it was really fun. <laughs> Dave, you got to tell that story real quick. I think you might have told it once before, but you just got to, you got to. So, just... so first off, I have to just preface this by saying that a lot of these guys, like they drink and they played this game a lot. So Will invited me and he was like, hey, we're playing this game called Among Us. It's really fun. I think you'd like it. And so I'd never played before and I went in and sure enough, it's, uh, you guys all know what it is now, but like. I had never really played, so I'm like, wait, what am I trying to do here? And because there's no the, instructions the first time, yeah. So play. there's no instructions. <laughs> so like, I did figure out. I'm like, okay, I got to go over here and I got to like hit this panel. And I think we're on our like second game, and nobody, of course, nobody explained anything to me. And I'm just trying to like weasel around, and all of a sudden, somebody goes, "Okay, I don't, what is going on? Like, why isn't anybody finishing their tasks?" And I I had been killed. And I'm like, well, I've been killed, so I can't finish my task. He's like, what are you, some sort of effing moron? You still have to do it even if you're a goat. And I was like, uh, okay, you know, a little bit, little bit over the top. But, uh, but then, like, I, I – so the other thing I didn't realize is you could hit M and get a map, and it would tell you exactly where to go. So I'm wandering around this map trying to find my tasks, and I can't find them. And he goes, dude – what is up with you? What, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I'm looking for the task. He goes, hit, hit M. It's a flipping map. Like, and he totally lost. And I just, I, 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 in a very calm way, I think I, I can't even remember what I said, Andy, if I told you the story before, but I think I was something like, wow, you're a complete a-hole. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just one of those things where like, I didn't, That's crazy. I, I played with a group that didn't realize they had to do tasks. Like they weren't trying to win. Like, I didn't think that was a game you were trying to win. I thought you were just playing that game. Like, right, right, right. I didn't just realize have, you could yeah. win. Like, <laughs> yeah. winning was not getting shot out the airlock to me. Like, that was <laughs> that was winning to me. That was my thing. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. It reminds me of, like, Rocket League or any of those stupid <laughs> games, that, you know. But this guy, and again, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming the guy was heavily intoxicated, but... Uh, or they were just playing a game that you didn't realize you played to win. Like right. you were just right. playing to have fun. Yeah, you stumbled into a professional Among Us game. Yeah. Yes. This exactly. league game, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Among Us is on sale for four bucks right now on Steam. Oh, I think I paid five. <laughs> yeah, originally it was five. Yeah. Stino, you played a bunch of Crusader Kings before um before Cyberpunk came out. Um Well, I still play it now. Yeah. I'm still, I still I love that game. Uh, so I, I I'm working on my Swedish campaign. Oh, got, yeah? How are you doing I've, I've with that? i about half the map, yeah. and I'm just about to hit 1,200, which is the start of the late medieval period. And oh, I think wow. It is you're, yeah, you're doing better so than I am. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That is that one's definitely addictive. Uh, I had to step away because I, I literally will play for hours with that one. Um, I have to yeah. set a timer for myself when I play. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Anyone else with console or PC games? Did Matt send Matt Chayman? I have not played any video games. I actually, I think in like May, I played Resident Evil, whatever the last one was. That was fun. 24. <laughs> Resident Evil 24. I think it was six uh, or seven. Yeah, there are a couple of kind of games that will come out on consoles that I'm slightly looking forward to, but that'll be, uh, 
I'm I'm waiting till like the April time frame when I'm hoping consoles have dropped past their holiday pricing and holiday crush. Um, I don't think you I can even get a PS5 anymore. You can't get an Xbox X. You can get you can't an either, S. Man. Yeah, you can get an S, I think. But um, my boss wanted to get one for her son, a PS, the PS5. So basically signed up for Twitter alerts. So at like three in the morning, one morning, she gets an alert, has to sign on to Newegg and then and buy it. Um, but managed to get one. But that's like talk about a year to put out a new console when everybody's at home. Well, and remember what happened with Animal Crossing and the Switch too at the, at the start of yeah. the pandemic. Yes, yeah, you know, get a Switch. Yeah, we yeah. ended up. That's what Kale wanted for his birthday, and we ended up getting one the for. Switch. Yeah, it's yeah. a yeah, yeah. It was, got him a it was, stick, a little was, stick to hit him. Yeah, a switch. <laughs> oh, it's an old school switch. Um, oh, we, thought said, <laughs> we thought you said swatch. Yeah. yeah, look, you could put different like wristbands on it. We ended up getting him one for not that much more than retail. I think maybe it was one of those things where we were looking and finally, like, it's funny because Amy was very stubborn. She's like, she's like, I'm not paying more than retail. Finally, I kicked in like 50 bucks of my own money to like my hobby money. Just be like, just get him the, let's just get him the switch. So, um, but yeah, it was the same. same worth thing. It. I, I love my switch. Yeah. I actually had a, so uh, I, for Christmas, Owen got new controllers cause ours started to have that drift problem. Yeah. Mine too. I had to buy. I had to buy new controllers midsummer. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's like a known issue with the controllers where they'll just start drifting. Like, so we now have a yellow and blue uh, controller. <laughs> uh, which were the... doesn't even work anymore. But I'm. Yeah. He hasn't asked to play it, so I'm like, I'm not going to push yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. They they were the cheapest possible controllers I could find. Like, I don't know if you guys have read any of the stories about people uh, messing with the PlayStation and Xbox scalpers. Yes. Yes. Like Those they'll are tell great them, stories. They'll, I I saw one. I'm not sure if somebody was saying suggesting you do this or they did it, but they like, oh yeah, we'll meet you at a hospital. Yeah. And they like called the local news, like this person's donating to the kids in Xbox. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's one of those things. Uh, did you? But did you see the UK actually wants to try to ban bots from buying yeah. things? We're just so yeah. Our local here. page banned them. All that stuff sucks. It's hard to even get tickets to like a concert anything. or anything yeah. like that now. It, it just it's it sucks. You like being able to actually buy from whoever's selling whatever is almost impossible now. Like direct, it's all it's almost always third party now. It's well, it's it, really frustrating. And yeah, even for a concert, you can't. I mean, you can never buy it from the venue. You have to go through Ticketmaster now, which doubles the price already. Then the yeah. bots get a hold of them. Yeah. It's interesting too because it's pretty easy to to build a website that fools a bot so that yeah. you have to have a human. It just it takes longer. But I think you know, a lot of companies don't care. Like No, they're making their money either way. Yeah. Right, right. They they're the ones who don't like they're not losing any end. They're not losing any customers because bots bought them. Right. You know, yeah, the resale market for there isn't cut isn't necessarily yeah. cutting into their bottom line because those people that bought those with the bot bought bought it at full price. Exactly, yeah. they make their uh, money either way. Right, right. It just it then becomes this kind of specialized secondary market 
it's interesting too because that's the stock market works in a very similar way where you have a lot of trades are just done by trading algorithms like so you don't you don't need the human traders anymore and and that brought efficiency and you would you know you would think that this would bring efficiency but what it does is it just brings you know artificial scarcity to the market i think what you have to have is people realizing that if bots buy them you just still have to buy it you know at the regular price from that person because otherwise they're just going to be stuck with a hundred playstations you know yeah that's the that's the big problem is that people are still willing to pay the inflated prices if nobody was willing to pay them it wouldn't it it, the market would would eat itself right right but i don't think it but i don't think it will because it's uh no no because people will still do it they'll they'll still pay the inflated prices yeah that's one thing that annoyed me this christmas is amazon usually is pretty good with their pricing but there was a lot of inflated prices this year like especially like legos there were certain Lego sets that were going for like three or four times the price. Oh, like, oh, wow. Well, so that was probably my biggest disappointment this year was every year Lego does a holiday set. And it usually comes out in October. And I, I didn't buy it right away. By Thanksgiving, they were sold out. And they never – I had alerts that would tell me when they were back in stock. And they would go out again by the time I got like could you know see the alert on my email and get in, that's the first year that that's ever happened. But everybody's home, like you know, yeah. Legos are a great at home like toy this year. So yeah, that. But again, I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. Like I'm hoping early next year I'll be able to go on to Amazon or eBay and find those because nobody bought them over the holidays, and now people don't care as much about them because that they're not you know, next year's holiday one will come out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So overall, 2020 has been a very interesting year for hobbies. good movies? Just kidding. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I stuck stuck more with... Ian's got a podcast now about movies, doesn't he? No. No, I thought you had a podcast about movies. We talk talk about about movies. movies. It's all 80s. It's all 80s stuff. Oh, yeah. Those are when the movies were great. Uh, 1984. Yeah. <laughs> I actually that's on my list for this week. It's to watch the new Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, it's getting mixed reviews, but I will judge for myself. It's so was the first one, and I thought the first one. Yeah, again, I think it's, I think it's one of those things where movie experiences when you're not in a theater, like it's it becomes a very different thing. I think people are much more critical when they watch movies at home, like. Mm-hmm. So, I want to see well, Soul too, the the new Pixar movie. That actually looks interesting too. I don't know. Did you read anything about the sound design for that again? Like how yeah. like? Sorry, yeah, go ahead. it's kind of interesting because it, it feels like a very different Pixar movie. I've not seen it yet, but from what I've heard, it's it's almost it's almost geared toward adults more than kids. Um, but yeah, they did a lot of cool stuff with it. Yeah, like like trying to convey like emotion much yeah. more with with the music um, and doing a lot more, paying much more attention to how how the sound is actually structured. So yeah, that should be interesting. Um, there's that. Yeah, uh, there's that. Oh, sorry. There's that huge fight now too, right? Where Warner Brothers is saying, "Oh yeah, we're just going to do everything streaming on HBO Max. We're releasing it in the theater from now on." Yeah. Um, 
like I know like Tenant was a movie I think that a lot of us were excited about, but I never saw it. Like because I think it, mm. nope. you know, I'll watch. I'll probably watch it eventually and stuff. But yeah, this is just a a very different year for movies. Like I'm worried about Dune. Like, well, that's oh, Legendary Pictures that is out. suing. I think they're suing Warner Brothers because they're saying because like I said, Warner Brothers is like, oh, we're just gonna do it streaming. And they're like, right. uh, no, you're not. We put $50 million into this movie. Right. So I like, that's one of those ones where like, I'm worried about stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah, I want, like, there are some movies that I, that I want and I'm wondering what's going to, what's going to happen with them. So yeah, you got Tom Cruise off and uh, going into <laughs> space to film. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so dedicated to his craft. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think we could talk more about what we're looking forward to in our uh, January episode, um, rather than try to try to jam too much into this one. I think we've had a we've had a good run with 2020. Uh, not too bad to close it out. I think by the by the time we do this show next year, uh, we'll have possibly had a little bit more to talk about. But who knows? Uh, we'll have seen each other in things. person at least once. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've seen Matt once since March, I think. I- I have a pile of stuff here for you, Andy. I know, Matt. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm it's it's set out. under a, a box with a stick and a string. He's yep, trying yeah. to lurk you down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, can I do a quick plug for a book? I actually read a book this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did we all do our homework? Can we talk Dune? <laughs> no, yeah. I read it. I did read it. No, I, read I, it again. I read it again, too, but I didn't I did expect too. Ian to. I didn't. Um, I know. I tried. I got I got partway through. No, uh, Brett from Double Midnight Comics texted me uh, a month or so ago, and he's like, hey, you, you've got to read this book. It's by Max Brooks, who did um, World War Z, which I thought oh, was the an Sasquatch ex- one, right? Yeah, it's called Devolution, and I just finished it and uh, really, really enjoyed it. It um, – it's it's a little slow to start, but once it takes off, it gets it's it's really good. So I really really enjoyed it. So I would if you liked World War Z, I would uh, the book, not the the movie. Uh, I, was I would say, highly what if I like the movie World War Z. Yeah, no, <laughs> then you, you should, should probably never hell. read a book. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, quick quick plug for that. It was really good. Um, takes like I said, a little slow to start to set everything up, but once it gets going, it it just goes and it's it's really entertaining. It's called Devolution. Yeah, I'm trying to, I, I've I listened D-I-V-A-Lution? to a bunch of devolution, D E V O lution, devolution. Yeah, devolution. It's about yeah, it's about Brad devolution of the, of, the, <laughs> of, the uh, of the band uh, Devo. Yeah, everyone knows that. But oh, I, actually, Ian, you, that you would like that. There's a, I think it's on Netflix. There's a documentary about the BGS. Oh really? Was, I love yeah. I love music documentaries. Um, yeah, it was actually really interesting. Yeah, I'm not like a huge BGS fan, but I, I'll bet it is. Some of those things sometimes are like again. There's one about the Go Go's that I, I want to see. That again, I'm not a huge like I have like their big album, you know, on vinyl, and I, I like it, but not like it's not like I'm a huge Go Go's fan. But that documentary looked really good. Yeah, it was really interesting to like the early BG stuff. Like they sounded way more like the Beatles. <laughs> yeah huh it's, yeah i'll check that where really was that was that on prime i think it was i think it was netflix actually okay cool i'll check it out yeah i love i like documentaries in general but music ones yeah, yeah. any other books other things that people want to throw into their 2020 bucket before we uh before we close out i guess i'll just point out that the latest stormlight saga book came out in november i started it i haven't finished it nice, nice. Two good books. books came out this year Two Dresden Files books. Two Dresden oh, Files yeah. books came out this year too. I I read those. Those were good. 
Nice. I was going to say we can't talk much Mandalorian because Andy hasn't seen all the seasons. Everyone two, should that watch was, it. Yeah, it was amazing. And I will continue to plug uh, what we do in the shadows. I absolutely no. love oh, it. Oh, I did too. I watched all of that this year too. I guess we didn't throw TV onto this list. Uh, if we got a couple of, yeah, what I did with shadows was good. Um, I watched the first season of Mandalorian. That was good. Caught up on Westworld. Still been watching Discovery, uh, Picard. There's been some pretty good TV out there. So it's not geeky, but we watched The Queen's Gambit. Um, I guess it's geeky in a different way, but that's on Netflix. That's really good. Okay. Yeah, if anybody like else has too. seen it. Yeah, so, no. Steedo, it is actually really geeky because the guy who wrote The Queen's Gambit wrote one of my favorite science fiction stories, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh, uh, nice. so he actually, The Man Who Fell to Earth, so Man Who Fell to Earth is a really kind of good science fiction. story. Yep, it's about parachutes. <laughs> uh, failed parachutes. Yeah, failed Barrett. It's one page in uh, credits. Yep, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I did enjoy Queen's Gambit as well. Yep. We've also been watching um, crappy Hallmark-style Christmas movies just because they're so fun to laugh at. So uh, there are a couple of those on Netflix too I would recommend. No. <laughs> There's one called The Princess Switch where she switches lives with the Duchess. Come on. <laughs> Meets a prince, falls in love. <laughs> no, maybe I'll cut that out. Anyways, <laughs> you got to get no. that heated pool going. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, how about you, Dave? Do you? I know you said you hadn't read or listened uh, to the Stormlight Archives, but anything else jump out? Book wise, um, TV no. too. Yeah, I mean, I watched Yellowstone, so I watched all three seasons of Yellowstone, which is pretty much Breaking Bad with Montana Cowboys and no drugs, but they just kill a lot of people, and you don't really like any of them. They're all bad people. Another props to Mandalorian, and um, man, I don't know. I feel like all I do is watch TV. It's just Anybody watch The Boys? I only watched the first yeah. episode. I haven't, I haven't gone back seen yet. the second season yet. No, no, I haven't watched the second season either. It's tough. Like, it's dark at times. Yeah. Yeah, we, I started it, but I, I haven't gotten that far into it. Um, yeah. It just didn't grab me. We started The Stand, the new Stand. I want to watch that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah Shannon I, we've been instantly that too. was like, nope. She thought it was oh, dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do not think that's going to be good TV again. The first one was awful. The one they did with yeah. Rob Lowe. And- I, liked, I liked the first one okay. The ending's bad, but this but. one this one's pretty interesting. But it's only been two episodes, so right. and yeah, I, don't know. I, I really liked it, but I, I thought Shannon would too, and she was just like, "Nah, this is dumb." I'm like what? That's one of my favorite King books too. So I'm. But can I'm, they like so? That's CBS All Access. Can they swear and stuff on that? There I, are whatever they want. Yes. What there oh, are? I, I believe there are f bombs. Yeah. That makes it a little better. That's a problem. Is I don't think you like. <laughs> I don't think you can make a Stephen King <laughs> made for teams. No, just Stephen King does not lend himself well to yeah. network television. Like, no, it's no, just no. not. That's not how that stuff needs to work. Like, he's oftentimes talking about very dark, disturbing things. Like, that's why I don't think I like the original one, or like yeah. when they did Tommy Knockers, like mm-hmm. all of those that were on network that, that television. Book's, that book's not very good, and that's easily my least favorite King book ever. Was was that one? Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember Game of Thrones came out on in the Hallmark channel, but it failed really badly. They, <laughs> they just couldn't capture the All right. Now now we're starting to drag it out here a little bit. I'm gonna... <laughs> Wait, I saw a funny commercial. Up, what? 
Just kidding. Just kidding. We need, yeah, we uh, need new favorite commercials. I will say one thing that sucks about Hulu. Yeah, I, same, I, same I was going to say, I don't have any commercials. Over over. Yeah, but you get the stupid Hulu ones over and over. Oh, no, um, I have... No, I have the upgraded version of Hulu, so I do not see commercials. What is it? Is it it just blank blank out? Like if you're watching live TV? It's just 30 seconds of No, I don't watch any live TV. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Time to watch live TV. I watch very little. I watch just sports. (laughs) Owen Owen sees the most commercials out of all everyone because he watches so much YouTube. Yeah. And there's like like more and more commercials. I'll tell you what. It was really funny during like the presidential primaries like oh yeah because they come tell us about the candidates (laughs) right all knew more about the candidates than i did because uh uh, like they were spending so much money yeah who's the environmentalist guy gary no um he was the one who tried to buy the election more or less but he was yeah uh, yeah it's like oh yeah this guy he knew everything about him (laughs) because guy had like 300 commercials uh, you know. Yeah, he was on YouTube. Every every oh, ad, yeah, saw. yeah, the guy that bought his way in. Yeah, yeah, shows you how much of a blip he was. I can't even remember. Was it Tom something? I can't remember. Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. Yeah, yeah Tom Steyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. Funny. Owen's like, yeah, Owen mentioned him. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, somehow I've ended up with a box full of Steyer signs that we need to go put up. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, yeah, that was the other interesting <laughs> thing about 2020 is uh, we got a potentially a new president. So potential. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah, it's not official yet. Ask. Depends on you ask. <laughs> it is official. Yeah. It's no, official. it's not. Yeah, they got to certify the electoral college. They yeah. did. No, they didn't. No, on the did. sixth. Electoral college cast their votes. Those yeah. votes yeah. have not yet been certified. That's right, good. they have to be certified again. There's still time for I, a revolution. Still hope. I mean, I sent an official <laughs> text today. It's. Uh, I'm still praying. <laughs> There's still, there's still time for a revolution. I declare. <laughs> I do declare. All right, now, now we really need to end this because it's getting bad. You're listening to WPPN Bespin's All Talk Radio. The time is five past the hour. Our top news story Baron Administrator Lando Calrissian says the Ugnaught Union labor strike is no closer to being resolved. The Ugnaughts continue to fight for higher wages and lower urinals. Mr. Calrissian commented, quote, This deal keeps getting worse all the time. Turning to weather, today will be mostly cloudy and the forecast for the week is mostly cloudy. You're listening to WPPN. The time is six past the hour. We now return you to Bespin's favorite talk show, The Nerd Herders. Thank you guys for uh, joining me on our 2020 episode here, talking about kind of what brought us a little bit of joy uh, in what was a very kind of interesting, interesting year. Here's hoping that 2021 uh, brings us a little bit more debility and excitement. Two contradictory terms that I'm just throwing together now. (laughs) When I think of Andy, I think of stability and excitement. (laughs) Stable excitement. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, do everybody. Do do, do, I'm going to do the thing. It's not official. The show doesn't officially end until I say, let your geek flag fly. So I just did. You've been listening to Nerd Herders, a part of the Freebooters Network. All song and movie clips are the property of their respective owners, and no challenge of ownership is implied. We use those clips because we're fans, so please don't sue us. Please check out our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours. You can find us on Twitter, at Nerd Herders Show, and on Facebook, under the Nerd Herders Podcast. You can also reach us by email at hosts at nerdherderspodcast.com. Special thank you to our editor and producer, Justin Steno Alex. Greg's feelings were certainly hurt during the making of this episode. Sorry, Greg, you gotta be better about this. Chapsman. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> <laughs>